Mourinho to Roma. I like she said. I know you don't like that. You know, let's I buy I'm some little, jerseys, guys. Let's buy let's, some let's, jerseys. We're, we're all gonna jump on the Roma bandwagon. Hey Lisa, what's up? Hey man, how you doing? I'm good. I am really, really good. I also noticed that you're wearing the Del Piero. Oh um, yeah, man. I have to bring <laughs> it back. I was like, I gotta wear something appropriate tonight. No, of course, of course. How do you feel about the podcast today? Are you excited, nervous? Is there anything that Dude, you're like? I'm excited. I am yeah. kind of nervous. I was like, what's he gonna ask? But um, no, I think it'll be good. I mean, I really like talking with all of you guys, so yeah. I think it'll be like you know, good flow. You know, because I've had Nick and I've had Vibov on the podcast before. And whenever one of them, whoever the first one is to join, I'll also introduce as well as they come on, like one by one. But especially because with the podcast with Vibov, we were talking about how he would always message me because he normally is a messenger. And he was like talking about something that would happen in Syria. Uh, and at some point, it was just like I was getting the same message from both group, from the group chat that we're on, the all caps Balotelli and him. I was like, okay, enough's enough. Like, just put him on there so that within, I don't have to keep getting double messages because I'm busy. Yeah, I at first, to... I think I was thinking, oh man, an AC Milan fan. But yeah, no, just kidding. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Me, yeah, too. me too. I mean, in the beginning, I was like double texting you and Nick. And then I was mm-hmm. thinking, why don't I just make like a, a group chat? Yeah, <laughs> that just so, seemed to make the most sense. Like it's the easiest thing, but like no one <laughs> thought about it. Yeah. Know? Real priorities. Hey, yeah. Vibe, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm hey, good. Lisa. I'm good. Nice Hi, to nice meet you. To meet you. <laughs> you know, she was saying right before you joined about at first she was like, oh, a Milan fan, I'm unsure if I want him to be on the group <laughs> chat. But like I was saying, like I was getting the same message from this group chat, all caps Balotelli and you, and I was like, you know what, I'm tired of double notifications. Let's just put this all on one. Yeah. So, <laughs> we yeah, were just, I'll just I think text pages. I was just text pages with a bunch of these and like, God damn it, fucking Milan. <laughs> and then just like no response. And then just like, okay, I, I vented out to him. It's fine. <laughs> and after the fifth time, he was like, I'm just going to add you in here, buddy. I'm like, thank Yo. you. Yo, what's, what's up, Nick? What's up, Nick? I was worried. What's up, guys? I was worried I confused time zones and I was like, I missed everything. But, no, uh, no, don't worry. You I got was it thinking right. about that too earlier, actually. I was like, hold on. Also, I came prepared. I oh, yeah? Yeah, this so did right. I. Yeah, well, I'm, okay. gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> Smart. Well, where's your? You know, you can go like, change it. Where's your? No, mom? no, I'm not changing. I'm, I'm staying in my the t-shirt I sleep in. It's, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's, gonna... it's 10 p.m. I'm not changing again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy. Okay. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. <sighs> okay, great. Thank you all for being a part of this podcast and being a part of this special. I'm really looking forward to it. Even though I don't really comment much other than Mourinho out and all of that stuff, just want to let you all know. Lisa, since you were the first one to join as well, I would like to ask everyone here, sum up the season in 10 words or less. You can go to 15 if you want. Ooh, like this really just like in a tweet, essentially. Home breaking. Like, Juventus should be good at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So I'm going first? Yeah. Your first one on. All right. Or anyone can go first if they're ready. It's really... Honestly, I think I'm just going to fire out words and count them out. <laughs> okay. That's fine. As All long right. as it's in a tweet, then. Like, some of the season in a tweet. <laughs> just send it. words. <laughs> yeah. I will say, as a Juventus fan, mm-hmm. happy that our streak actually... That someone exciting came, mm. you know? You guys... Um, now when you do fireball shots and yeah. you always think, oh yeah, it's fine, you know? And then um, you take it and you're like, good God, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that basically happened to my team this season. But that's, that's me a lot next of exciting That's me players. the next morning when I have heartburn. Meet <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. some <laughs> Gaviscon. So, <laughs> you know, I will say exciting and just very much explosive 
from other teams. And I'm happy to see that. Also, mm-hmm. it was very fun just to see a coach on my team fuck up because personally, that's also very funny. So <laughs> again, funny, explosive, sort of like a cannonball. Okay. And I think I definitely passed like 10 or 15, but I will say that. And then I just got to say it again one more time. Napoli, you break my heart every year. <laughs> I mean, I'm there, like, I'm just hoping, but, you know, nothing. One day, one day. <laughs> and chapeau to Atlanta, because they've been doing so amazing for, like, the past two, three years. I mean, it's very exciting. I know everyone thinks, you know, oh, Studio A, it's always the top players, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's no one else. But, I mean, there's always other teams that are very exciting. I mean, I also love um, Sampdoria and uh, Sassuolo. And did you guys see that uh, Venice is actually moving to Syria? Mm-hmm. I did the, not see that. The playoff I final that. that happened. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's, crazy. it's very exciting. And then um, I know like two other teams receded. Um, Benevento with the Pipo Inzaghi. Mm-hmm. That's right. Back, which is sad. But again, it's, it's a great game and I love it. We will definitely touch upon Atalanta as well. I remember like 10 years ago or five years, yeah, 10 years ago, Fiorentina being like Champions League regulars, being really good. And then now just watching like their struggle, like watching them struggle now compared to where they used to be at those heights. It is an exciting league and a lot of people that don't watch don't really know. I will say I have been watching more since Nicholas has, you know, told me about Napoli and told me how much he enjoys watching Napoli. So, Nick, if uh, and also former guest on the Gubshop podcast. So, Nick, sum up the season, sum up the 2021 Serie A season. So, I think, you know, I, I started watching because of Napoli and my friend was a Napoli fan and that's, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, obviously, I, I like I said, I, I switched, I bandwagoned a bit. <laughs> and so, if I have to sum it up, you know, we're Wait, question. Was it, was it when they won the treble? Just curious. When no. I, you know, honestly, I'll tell you what made me. I was pretty open. I think I really followed seriously maybe uh, two years ago or so. And I just remember telling Tejas, I was like, Lukaku was such shit at Man United. <laughs> what the fuck happened to We talk guy? about this so much. <laughs> and I was, I was just so shocked that he got his shit together. And I was like, you know, let me see what this team's about. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I was a bit disappointed last season when they blew the Europa League uh, final. Mm. But uh, I felt like they really turned it around this season and they got their shit together. And admittedly, I feel like they're fun to watch. And uh, I just, you know, I just, I just got, you know, kind of fell in love. And also, you know, since I'm also a Tottenham fan, it's nice to have one team that wins something. You know, <laughs> sure. I have to balance yeah. out my, li- my leagues in my life. I'm for constantly sure. disappointed, so I thought this is a good uh, balance for that. I can completely relate to that. Uh, 100%, in fact, relate to that. Yes, uh, his his uh, his friend who we were on a group chat on was uh, was a huge Napoli fan, so when Nick was telling me, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll start to watch and start to pay attention. But really, as we were talking about Lisa before, the draw of, like, and we will get onto the Euros later, but like two of the top three like predicted goal scorers in the Euros play in the Serie A, so that just makes it immediately more exciting to watch. Bybov, as the most recent addition to the all caps Balotelli group chat, and a former guest on the pod, you said that every time you see Balotelli in all caps, something inside you triggers. Could yeah. you sum up the season? <laughs> okay, well, before I sum it up in ten to fifteen words, sure. The Balotelli thing, I want to reinforce. When we got him, I was furious. I was like, this guy's a bum. He can't play. Why are we paying this much money? Mm-hmm. And then he did that shit. And then he, disapp- he disappeared. And I was like, maybe I can forget him. Mm-hmm. And when he asked me, he's like, I'm going to add you to a Serie A group. And I see that name pop up. <laughs> triggered. Just triggered. I hop in there, Juve fan popping off. Interman going like, yes, we're going to win it. And I'm like, why? Why would this happen to me? I don't understand. <laughs> so we're gonna slide past that. We're gonna do a name change later at the end of this podcast. We're gonna, we're gonna oh, brainstorm, okay. guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in in ten words, I'm gonna actually follow the rules here. Oh, okay. Say Super League 
shit show. Mm-hmm. AC Milan breaks my heart again. Oh, nice. Wow, that's beautiful. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was counting it out. I was hoping I would go last. I'm like, well, how does that count? I'm going to make sure I do this. <laughs> to be fair, Milan had their moment, I think, for like the first half of the season. You were right at the top. You yeah, guys until, for it. Until the Ibra-Lukaku fight that almost happened. <laughs> and Man, all, everything after that moment went down. Yeah, everything went downhill after that. And, like, even then, I didn't believe it. I was, like, watching. Cause, like, I remember, like, the moment we got Ibra last year, like, towards the end of the season, I was like, holy shit, like, we're not losing. Like, for once, we are not trash. And, like, we're winning all these games and the season ends. I'm like, yo, we have a good shot next year. But I didn't have, like, my hopes all the way. I was like, okay, there's going to be a layoff, you know, COVID, mm-hmm. whatever. And then we're playing, and I'm like, falling the league. And I'm like, wait, we're, like, really winning these games. Got the young guys, Kessier, balling out. I'm like, this is uh, fantastic. I'm like, we have to have a shot. And then halfway through, I'm, like, counting the games off. I'm like, wait a second. The Scudetto's within our grasp. I'm like, we just have to beat Inter. We just beat Inter here. We have a shot. And then the, the 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 fight happens. Ibra gets kicked out right at the beginning of the second half, and nothing good happened until the very end of the season. I was like, dude, just let the season end at this point because I don't have faith in us. <laughs> Hold on to our spot. On that subject, um, Nick, what would you say was the best game of the 2020 to 2021 Serie A season? Oof, that's tough. To be fair, that that Milan Derby was quite. Quite a game, I have to be honest. I think that was one of the best. I'm trying to think what else was there. That one sticks out. I mean, there was the drama. Sure. It was tight. Maybe, you know, not a not a Serie A match per se, but and mm. I know this will be hard for Lisa to hear, but the Juventus. Oh, I know you got to uh, bring it up. Juventus the Juventus Porto match was also very. Up. It was very like much. a very good match. I knew you were gonna bring this up. <laughs> I, started, I had like a feeling. I'm like, you can't say it's not a Serie A game. <laughs> but uh but you know those, those oh, are the man. Two that stick in my head. I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry you know <laughs> well, it's, i i did figure we would eventually stray out of there but uh lisa which one was your best game of the season you know this is gonna sound bad but our games haven't been good the game against inter the last one yeah, yeah. Okay, Nick. Um, <laughs> you won. You guys won. I know, but, you know, for me, it's a lot about performance. You know, mm-hmm. even if we win, like, it's not good enough. Mm. Wow. You know? that's, and that's I know Juventus has the whole, like, wow. you know, we only win, but, you know, <laughs> it's more than that. Um, Milan has left no, the <laughs> I was just going to say, again, this is out of the Serie A context, but, I mean, mm-hmm. the juventus Porter game was hilarious to me just the failure of that I mean we always you know make it to Champions League and then once we're there it's like oh we don't know how to play all of a sudden Mm. that that does happen that does happen with some frequency but I think it's still important like to be able to qualify for the Champions League regularly but then going as far as you can getting to finals and still not being able to get that that is tough again I can't relate I am Spurs but like you know I sympathize (laughs) Vibo, tell me, what was your best game of the season? You had brought up the uh, Milan Derby. Yeah, I really, that one, I agree with Nick. It was, the drama, the, the shenanigans, just the turning of the tides was so quick. It was mm-hmm. so quick. It just like that first half, because oh yeah, our offense, I would say, our midfield on our offense, really kind of with the leadership of Ibra, started honing into like how our attacking form is going to be. And mm-hmm. we were a good center supporting attack from the midfield, but our defense was just shit. Like, it was just so bad. We couldn't stop anybody. And so it was like when you saw the shots on Darian and the, the attacking um, possessions in like the first half, I was mm-hmm. shocked that we were still in that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the moment Ebro went out, it was just like, okay, like, Inter just decided we're, they have no offense left. We're just going to score goals. And I was like, okay, well, this is, this is heartbreaking. But like I said, it was understood that that was what's going to happen once Ebro went off within four minutes of the second half. But, yeah, that was probably the most, like, exciting game. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed, this is, again, beating Juve 3-0 in, their, in the, like, the 
fourth the last match we had. Because, like, that one was – I had my eyes on because I was like – I think a couple games before that we had lost to Lazio 3-0, and I was really booking that to be a win. Because mm-hmm. I was like, dude, at this point, we're not going to win the whole thing. So let's just make it into the Champions League. And then we lost 3-0 to Lazio, and I was like, you guys going to beat us, dude. Like, this is – I can't do this. I can't emotionally – handled the highs and lows of this season right now. So then when we beat them in 3-0, I was like, yeah, we're not going to be sitting on our asses again. This, mm. We're going to be doing something in the Champions League. <laughs> so, yeah, those, those two games really stick out to me. You could have also joined in the Conference League, brother. That's where I heard all of the fun is. But, yes, I do understand that it's very exciting to you're gonna you're gonna rep the co- because Spurs are playing. Is that why yeah. you're gonna bring that up? Go the fuck I'm, away, I'm, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yeah, hundred percent. Didn't Wait, even know, know what the How tournament you... was, but very excited to be a part of it. You just like to be invited, you know. You like to be a part of it. <laughs> the, Pace, the Europa V League. How do you feel about this new your new coach, potential new coach? Okay, Fonseca. So Actually, I was going to wait to ask you guys after we had finished recording if you guys wanted to. But, you know, I don't – that's the thing. I don't know – apart from Mourinho, I have not known any single manager that has come to manage my fucking football club. And I don't really, like, care, right? Like, <laughs> like all, <laughs> all I care about is if when, once the signature is on the line, right, I ask people who I think are knowledgeable about the subject, which if it would like, like how I asked Lisa about Paratici, right? Like, how has he been? Because I only asked after it was dotted in. Otherwise, like, you know, it could be anybody. Fucking hell, even with Conte, right? I tried not to get my hopes up on that one. And I start, and I didn't ask, right? I didn't ask you guys how has Conte been, but you guys have shared your opinions. That would have been so good, though. I think. Yeah, Conte would have been a good, good pickup. This, or maybe I, Ancelotti at Spurs and then Conte at uh, Real. Yeah, that was that was also what I heard. I don't like to get my hopes up because I know half of it is media driven and like all of the stories that people place in order to get things. You're um, very realistic. Yeah, but you know what? Nothing will change in my football club until that bald fraud leaves. <laughs> Admittedly, I also did not like Jose Mourinho just because I knew who he was before. And I knew that it was going to be a car crash. And it's like getting on a train where, or like getting on the Titanic where you know the boat is going to sink, right? But at least you can like enjoy the band. You can enjoy a 12-course meal with caviar. And maybe you can get on one of the lifeboats at the end. Admittedly, the ship never left the port, to be honest. Uh, there was like a good period where the weather was nice and everyone was having fun. In this metaphor, not leaving the port is a good thing, just to verify. <laughs> <laughs> So that that metaphor was everywhere. That he goes, well, we just didn't die, and I'm like, well, that's a good thing. I'm just saying. I mean, that's the basics, right? That's what I just want to bring up, Tejas. Mm-hmm. You lasted like 15 minutes before yeah. you shit on Mourinho and Spurs. Yeah. I just You're want right. to say congratulations. That's a lot longer than I expected. Uh, yeah, not bad. You right? did a good job. Yeah, thank you. I I really have been trying. the The news this morning that was sent on the group chat did frustrate me a lot I, uh, it was difficult for me to contain my emotion honestly if if people i just want this summer break to watch euros not hear about my football club for three months and just like come to august being excited to watch football again and you know we've been talking about that a little bit as well we were talking there's so much football going on right especially with the pandemic delaying a lot of things and then we had football on every fucking day it was nuts i'm i just want to not hear about tottenham hotspur for like a full week and maybe I can have catharsis but it's going to be unlikely <laughs> let's see how it goes speaking of uh, not leaving the port so what was the match from the season that had you individually thinking oh if this result had changed the whole season would be different oh easily that shit show of the Napoli game that was the final game they played in this like I don't know why they shit the bed so hard oh, that should've... one yeah, yeah that was that was very <laughs> bad I mean admittedly it's the most recent so it's in my head but sure. that was bad like fourth third or fourth was like locked in they mm-hmm. should have qualified for Champions League and it just was like thrown away it was so bad so what do you think happened when during the course of that game just to like real quickly get into it in case people haven't watched it I think if someone could explain to me what happened, 
I'd be very impressed. <laughs> but I, the only thing I can think is the pressure because they were playing very well, I think, up to that point, if I remember correctly. correctly. They were kind of – and I don't know. I don't know. It was just like watching that game was heartbreaking because I, I really – you know, I really thought Juventus wasn't going to be in Champions League. I thought mm-hmm. Napoli had this locked in. Mm-hmm. And – it just was like everything was flipped at the end. I was like, okay, that was an interesting last day of Serie A. Good. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the drama. But uh, that that's, the, I think, the biggest what if. I don't, I don't know what. No, it made it I, definitely exciting because top four was still in play and made everything a lot more highly engaged. Uh, who can explain that game? <laughs> I'll say this. Lorenzo Insigne basically just carries this team constantly mm-hmm. on his shoulders. I mean, <laughs> this guy. I don't, you know, I mean, I think he's a great captain and he does Mm -hmm. what he needs to do. But Jesus, like, we need more. They could be a great team. And every year they're like this close, Mm. this close to making it. But no, never. Every year I just, why? (laughs) I'll be honest, I didn't watch the game. I was like, I literally, I was like, they're going to win. I I had them locked in. I was like, okay, whatever. Enters on the whole thing. We're in the Champions League. You, I legitimately thought like you guys gonna be sitting at home. I was like, it's, it's, it's done. It's done. Now he's mm. in. And then I saw the results. And I was like, what? How? How does you sneak by somehow all the time? <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I feel like it must be like a consistency thing. I feel like they need it's consistent a curse for them. I swear. Yeah, like they always just like start to get good and then some piece leaves or some like manager leaves and then it just becomes okay well we're gonna take two steps back not be garbage but we're just gonna take two steps back build back up again and then same cycle okay. i don't think reno was a good coach for them though i don't think that they're a good fit what was what was missing from that like uh marriage between them i definitely think he's a hothead but I thought mm. that he did better at AC Milan with the kind of mentality that he has. He's not flamboyant. I'm not sure what kind of word to use about him, but I just think that they need someone that can push them a little harder, but also be a mm. teacher. And I think that he's too young for that. I mean, when uh, Sarri was there, I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. He's very yeah. technical again. I mean, he. I know he did... Um, a portion of his career mostly in like uh, financial advising. So he yeah. thinks in a very like technical manner, but I think some teams need that more than other things. And I think he's more emotional in a sense, but he's mm-hmm. still also very young again. I mean, he's almost, I think the same age as Pirlo, I want to say. Really? But like age range, yeah. So wow. I don't know. They need well, someone. I was listening to a uh, football tactics podcast and they they were asking the one like half English, half Italian on the podcast about the manage the way that managers behave, because I think the story that was related and someone could fill me in on the details here. Someone looked at the chairman and like gave him the middle finger after a match. This is anyone familiar with the story? Because I didn't this is the first time I heard about it on the drive back from PA. So I did not know anything about this. Is this with the Napoli? Uh, it wasn't on Napoli. It was some Italian club. I think it could have been. I think uh, it's Sampdoria, maybe, because they have one president or manager. I know he's really hardcore. I'm trying to hmm, think. Interesting. But uh, the president of Napoli, um, he's like this old guy. His uh, last name's uh, De Laurentiis. Mm-hmm. He didn't even fire Reno. He just uh, wrote a tweet of the <laughs> night that he supposedly got fired and just said, oh, um, thank you for your service. And, uh, you know, we will be moving to something else but basically in a in a few words it was like fuck you like get out of our team and then next thing i know it's like oh he's going to the purple he's going to fiorentina mm-hmm. that's right that's right the the brush that was painted on managers in syria is like oh they're all hot-headed they're all like you know emotionally driven would you all say that that's relatively fair compared to what you've seen in england where like the fans will be celebrating and the, the managers are just standing there on the touchline, just like nodding his head quietly. And the commentators are also just very quiet when they're talking as the fans are just going nuts, just waving their hands. And yeah, I don't well, know. Did you guys say that? Well, no, it's, the hand it's, it's audio. <laughs> the, the podcast listeners can't see no, it. No, but that's just for me. You can cut that part. I just want to see it again. 
<laughs> those were you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you'd say so unequivocally. That was a very no, strong I, I, yes. I wouldn't say that. I would say, I mean, if you look at like Allegri, and he mm-hmm. he was he's always been very like by the book, kind of like mm-hmm. a calm, you know, individual. I mean, like he's like, you know, you got to show up on time, you got to play hard, and you got to win the games. Mm. Straight up, and he's not yelling too much. Every now and then, you get fired up, but for the most part, he's very calm. Um, Pirlo, you know, I didn't think he was losing his shit out there. Conte was losing his shit, but I kind of like managers that are out there yelling, man. Like, get out there. When a game starts, it's not like with basketball or football where you have consistent like your players and you're trying to keep guiding them, giving them messages in their in the head, sure. in the mics and everything. Like. Show some passion out there. Keep it going. Like if your team yeah. needs an extra kick in the ass and fire under them to get their butts out there and play harder, do it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all here for it. Yeah, that's fair. Nick? Yeah, I think – I mean, I agree with that. I think, But I think you always need a contrast, right? You don't want everyone kicking and screaming, but you don't want everyone being cool and collected either, right? It's like the contrast that sort of sets up the battles in any sport and makes them interesting. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I feel Conte is pretty cool, but I was Googling this finger incident and apparently Conte gave the Juventus president the finger. So this is apparently <laughs> the story. So I don't, now I don't know. You know, maybe he, uh, he knows when cool is the right finger. moment to yeah. show his passion. Oh, uh, um, I, I do remember, and look, this guy was the fucking worst, Bicanio, like in terms of his politics, absolute shit human being. But I remember when he managed Sunderland, this was like five, six years ago, their second game was against Newcastle. And right before the game started, you know how the managers would normally like shake hands and say hi? He literally hit the Newcastle manager on the side of the head. And I was like, that must, I don't know what that is in Italy, but like, I've never seen that happen before. And sometimes when I'm like late at night and working, I'll like pull up highlights of like Sunderland 3-0. They were terrible, but every year they would always beat Newcastle. And there was one where like Decanio like slid down the touchline when they won, when they went up by two goals, not even three. Three, it's like okay, the game's pretty much over. By two, he like went to, and then he like went to the crowd and went like this to them because they were playing away. I was like, man, this guy gets. I mean, again, shit, human being, politics terrible, but you know, say la vie. Uh, not say <laughs> la vie. No, he shouldn't have had the politics to begin with, but he understood what football was about. Uh, what surprised you during the season, uh, Lisa? Oh, good question. Um, in relation to my team, I will say I was surprised by Ronaldo. He hasn't been what? as present. I felt that he was carrying the team last season, but I mm-hmm. think this season he's been getting more tired. And uh, I did see a comment from, I think a player, it might have been Atlanta, I'm not sure, but he was saying there are definitely better strikers in uh, Serie B, and people just don't know because they don't watch it. And I was thinking, I mean, that's for sure, you know, I mean, I think we're always so used to watching just that one league, so Mm -hmm. we're not very much like expanding our horizon, but I was a bit disappointed as to how he's been doing this year. But again, I mean, he is getting older too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the prospect of staying at a team like Juventus is not the same as other teams, whether it's in La Liga or in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But I was just so excited last year. So that kind of did bump me out a lot. Not going to lie. Fair. That's fair. So. Was there anything specific uh, in regards to his fitness? Was it like the sprints that he would take on? Because from what I understood, he was normally the target man for when chances were coming in to him and so it seemed like as a result he wouldn't be the one that was running down the channels to collect the ball to pass it into the box he was more like so it seemed like overall he was doing less physical work would that be fair to say so that's why I'm just a little surprised hearing that no I did see that too so um I think he does prefer not to do the work in a sense Mm -hmm. not that I want to put it that way but also you know how he is basically coined like king of penalty kicks Mm-hmm. and then he doesn't let other people do them and he's always like oh I'm gonna do it yeah but then every time that he's done it recently I mean they've been bad mm. not good interesting interesting so I don't know it could be a mix of a lot of things but I think also just within his mind he's used to games that are much much more exciting I mean I love Syria don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. 
I think whenever you watch like the EPL games and then you watch La Liga, like I watch Atletico sometimes and I'm mm-hmm. like, shit is crazy. Or mm. anytime like I watch a British game, I'm like, man, like this is exciting. Like it's fun. Like they're running, like they're sweating, like their asses off on the field. But mm. when I watch City, ah, it's not that way. Like the pace is a bit slower, I think. Mm, I see. I see. So that way. Nick? You know, it's interesting hearing that because I, <clears throat> I was going to say, I think the most surprising thing is how I felt, especially this season, how tight and close everything was. I think if I look at the top five leagues, I think you had Atletico and La Liga take like a big lead. And at the end, they kind of were shedding the bed and about to drop it. <laughs> but for a long period of time, that I didn't feel that league was that interesting. You had... Um, you know, Premier League at the beginning was kind of tight, but then uh, Man City sort of took a big leap. Then Man mm-hmm. U was locked in in second, and there wasn't much to watch. Um, Bundesliga, Bayern Munich was by far, you know, the best. So mm-hmm. It's the only yeah. one. Like, it's the only one that plays, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no so one you, else. You, don't even, you might <laughs> as well remove them from the league and then watch <laughs> everyone like, else. Yeah, it's, it I think but, that's what the European Super League... I, envisioned itself doing it just didn't end up working like that yeah but uh no when I looked at the top five I mean Serie A was very tight it was very interesting and then Mm -hmm. of course every I mean I I can't stop saying this every time I see Lukaku perform I'm like amazed because I have it ingrained in my head that he's not that good of a player and I feel like he really turned it around and you had like uh, that whole team was really legit I mean he didn't play uh, Conte didn't play Erickson a lot but whenever he did it was like all right Erickson Score that magic. one goal you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Get, get that last five minutes goal that we need. And he pull it out of his ass yeah. somehow. He's um, really good Hakimi, at that. Yeah. Hakimi was amazing. Vidal was amazing. Uh, yes, I Hakimi. remember. Um, I think it was the the Milan Derby. Because Lukaku got a red card as well. And I thought, okay. I, right? Am I remembering correctly? I think I, I think yeah, so, yeah. yellow, I think. Yeah. I think and I thought, that, okay, yeah. now we're fucked. And Vidal went into, like, overdrive and, like, defended mm. every – I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Babo? It's like, yeah, I've really enjoyed how tight everything was in Syria. Because typically it's just like mm-hmm. you have the top two, last, like at least the last like five, six years, just been like the top two teams, Juve, sometimes entered, you know, they shuffle out the second team. But for the most part, everyone's been not that good. And then you get like this year where, like I said, up to the last day, it was still like, who is going to be in the top four? We we mm. genuinely didn't know. And with the fifth and sixth team, they were still right there competing. So I, I think that was a very enjoyable part of the season, watching that. Like not only, you know, obviously when you have the titans of the, the league winning and being good again, you have Inter winning, you have Juve still competing really hard, you have mm-hmm. Milan being good after so long, the, the league naturally will be enter- entertaining. But when you have, you know, a young Atalanta team that's just, fast they're playing fast out there and giving you challenges every single time every single day that's fun to watch you have napoli always competing has a heart of most italians so like you're like you're gonna want to play you know watch them play you know you got you know frank ribery the ageless one out there in fiorentina still ripping goals in there i mean it, it was it was a fun league to watch which again you mentioned la liga like i've just i've never been into la liga because it's just like for them, they've always been Barcelona, Real, Atletico every now and then pops up in there, and everyone else is null and void. And I'm like, I don't really care for it. And like, so I I do agree with the pace of the the EPL teams, so the game's a little faster, but that's kind of the way you know Italian soccer has always been. Where Italian soccer is, we're gonna hit you hard on defense, and we're gonna hit you on the counter attack fast. So I mean, it's. I think there's, there's a young batch of kids coming up in Italian football right now. It's really unappreciated. We were talking about this uh, as well, about the younger players, and we will definitely get into that. But at Atalanta, I think they were in one of the top five teams in terms of, like, amount of distance that they would run uh, across all of the uh, European leagues. So I think in general in world football. And they have this, like, crazy coach that is just, like, all about, like, the, you know, printing and conditioning and fitness and all that stuff just from – what I've heard, but it seems to be that, and that when we were talking about this in context of Juventus, Lisa, you have mm-hmm. run, you have your uh, center halves and your fullbacks that prefer to sit deep instead of what you'll probably see in Premier League, where like they are doing like a high offside trap. 
So they're just set deep. And sometimes what happens is it's like a midfield battle. Like who is the midfielder that can run the show? Someone like Vidal during that game that you mentioned, Nick, where he was just able to like take over, have that like w- the presence on the ball as well as the defensive capabilities. Do you guys see that like where there's a lot more at first it starts off being a midfield battle and then because the strikers are so far up, the defenders are so far back, there's just like counterattacking, counterattacking essentially. That's a lot yeah. to do it really well. I saw them. I was like, wow, I want this coach. I don't even know his name. I don't even care. I'm just get him in, you know? Yeah. You know, I think I think you you nailed it tactically there. I mean, I think that was better tactically poison I could ever put it out there. I mean, it was dropping down like high offside trap. Work. No, no, I don't. I'm like, oh, word. <laughs> this is not a tactics football, but this is a <laughs> football yeah. podcast. In fact, the less research that is done, the better. A podcast <laughs> it's the barbershop yeah that way then people will comment and they'll be like actually you're wrong Adelada wasn't top five they're top 10 and all of you but like me i don't give a shit the point is they're fast you know <laughs> what I, the point is they run fast what do you yeah. want yeah no but i i think i think you nailed it right there but that's just like i said it's, that's how italian football has always been there there's it's it was the most physical league everyone's like no one pays attention like it was the most physical league even up till the late 2000s early 2000s mm-hmm. i mean like you had like it starts like you look at the Maldini your age, you got the Bresi, you got all these guys that were just known for if you come in within the box, you're getting hit. Okay. And like people were afraid to go play at the Italian league for a long time because they they just weren't physically ready to get hit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like you said, like we have some of the greatest, you know, setup men, you know, in the game for the the defensive middle midfielders when you have like you know Pirlo setting up long passes out there. And I think that's that's just the culture of the sport, and I think we as a as a human species have gotten more used to faster games. More, mm-hmm. I want to see all this action happening, this and that. So I think that's probably a part of the reason why the the allure of the the physical Syria game mm-hmm. uh, dissipated. But like I said, I, I think people are going to stop focusing too much on La Liga now that you know, obviously Ronaldo left there. Mm-hmm. Messi's going to be there for a little bit, but I mean, they are, he's getting older as well. So yeah. that, that I heard young Messi back- in Egypt, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, once that young, that, that Spanish core that basically ran from like yes. 2005 from till decade, now, yeah. they start, they've already started retiring, but once they're like all kind of gone from that, those mm-hmm. teams, I think it's going to come down to uh, EPL and it's going to come out to Serie A being the top two. Uh, when you all were having your nostalgia moment on Syria uh, on the Balotelli group chat, I was doing some YouTubing, and honestly, referees today are soft because they would give like red cards for the smallest thing now. Not in Syria in general. Back then, it's like you would just like kill a player. It's like, oh, yellow card. Okay, just be careful next time. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, blood next time. Yeah, that's blood. Please. <laughs> So we were talking about Atalanta as well. What's the manager or player that you would want at your club? As I mentioned, I don't even know his name, but get him into my football club. I like to see my players run. I don't like to see them sit and defend for 90 minutes. Uh, Lisa? A player that I would like to see. Yeah, I, I imagine you, you don't want a new manager at the club, right? Oh, God, Allegri. <laughs> <laughs> the love and hate relationship with him. I just, I don't know. The thing that annoys me too is that whenever he talks about the team as a whole, he always says the boys. We gotta congratulate the boys. The boys have done such a good job. <laughs> and it's like dumbass like northern accent, but I mean, I guess we are neighbors, so I shouldn't say it. <laughs> I really like Duvan Zapata. This guy just fucking like runs and just go. I mean, he's a machine. I think he plays amazing. I will mention another person, um, Federico Chiesa, which was in um, Fiorentina. Yeah. At first, I was thinking, oh, you know, he's so hot and cold. Some of the games that I'm watching with Fiorentina, he's doing amazing. And I'm like, holy Mm -hmm. shit, it's really good. But then I watch other games and I just think, man, this kid's not consistent. But then he came to Juventus and I was like, holy shit, like this guy, he's got it. Like, whatever he had going on at Fiorentina, it just enhanced when he came to our team. So, I mean, I guess we do have that guy. But there's also a lot of young, raw talent, but I think it still needs to play a lot more. But that would be my top two. Okay. 
and we will be getting into some younger players of the Italian national team when we talk Euros. Baba. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think we need a true striker, true forward. So, yeah, a lot of our goals came from just midfielders. They just happened to be in the area. They were, like, in the box, strike, you know, attacking forward. But, uh, I mean, Holland, everyone's got their eyes on him out there in Dortmund. If you could get him, I, th- I think he is he's great. Um, and like I said, if Mbappe's trying to leave PSG, man, throw some money at that boy. Like, we need – come on, man. Like, just can you imagine the the eye that would come on top of Milan <laughs> if we got a young Mbappe? Like, it would just be – I would lose my shit. I would, I would act a fool. I would change the name of the group to Mbappe for life. I would just no, like it would be please. crazy. It would. <laughs> I would lose my now. mind. <laughs> I was like, like, "Yo, money, man, we got money. We're selling. We're selling Warner Media. Get Mbappe. I don't care. Throw all the money at him." Fuck you know. Next. You know, I think there's only one manager that can mm-hmm. top. You know, Conte, and I don't know if you know this guy's name, uh-huh. but Mourinho, I think, is the way to go. No, okay, jokes aside, <laughs> I, uh, I honestly, I mean, obviously, I'm high off of the, you know, winning the league and all, but I think I see when I see them play, I feel the chemistry is there with Inter. I feel like they all trust each other. I don't know if I'd really touch the team right now. I feel like it's a very good team. The only thing I might do is I every time. I mean, I get why Erickson's not playing the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, he can't At the same t- time, I kind of wish he was playing the whole 90 minutes at top form. I think that would be nice to see because he pulls off some amazing goals, and I think he's kind of like an artist in what he does. But I, I'm very happy with the team. Unfortunately, I think with the financial situation, the team is going to fall apart to some degree. Um, but big dream degree, scenario, I leave it alone. Now, how big of a degree would you say? Like, are we talking uh, just like one or two players? Because I've heard, uh, heard uh, Lukaku might be going back to Manchester United. He is has the best odds to win Golden Boot at the Euros this year. Ronaldo has the third best odds. Harry Kane is at second. And the rumors are is that he's going to Manchester United. Do you mean like one or two players, or do you mean like a whole? The thing is, I mean, admittedly, I don't know how bad of a financial situation they're in. So, it, mm-hmm. but I, I get this. I feel like they're going to lose someone in the midfield, at least okay. if not a few. I feel like it seems like Hakimi's on his way out. Yeah, it I seems heard. like no. uh, Latoro. I think also feels iffy. I think they're going to try really hard to keep Lukaku, but mm-hmm. my problem with that is I feel with Lukaku the issue won't be money. I feel the issue will be more like okay, my manager left, my midfield mm-hmm. is falling apart. What the hell am I doing in this team that's no longer the team I got excited playing? You know what I mean? It, it just feels to me when so much of the team starts to go and you then you think, okay, am I going to invest a, a few years to build up the financials and rebuild the team? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, for a player like Lukaku, who's sort of on top of his game right now, I mean, I, it's, like, it's like being a Harry Kane and signing a six-year contract with Spurs. Does that make sense? It no, does, but maybe yeah. he'll do it. Maybe it he'll does. do maybe it anyway. Who knows? Yeah. Where is he going? Where is he going? Lukaku or Kane? Where is Harry going? Oh, oh, I have no fucking clue. I, I heard, Dude, actually, I, I just I want him to Zamal. leave. I want him to leave. I heard Harry Kane to Zamalik in Egyptian League. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with the, your Egyptian League. Um, What's your Egyptian League? I, I liked one tweet from an Egyptian football player. He, like, five years ago, he actually very recently said that uh, he used to play for Tottenham. I think he also played for Roma, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Mito. So he said nothing will change at Tottenham until Daniel Levy gets out of the club. And I was like, great. I love this guy. <laughs> but as a result, now I've been like seeing Egyptian Twitter on my Twitter. And there's all these Photoshop's message to Zamalek, Aguera to Zamalek. And it's just like a really like slightly crude Photoshop. Not like 100%, but a little 99. Like it's not like fully form fitting. It's just like a big shirt that's like on him. And I'm just like, okay. You know what I think it is? Well, I, one, I have a question. What part of Twitter does Egyptian Twitter live in? That's my first question. <laughs> and then the next thing is, I feel like you like live close to Little Egypt. Listen so I feel like maybe that's what's... Uh, you see yeah. Shisha everywhere. You see the yeah. Egyptians. You're hearing the Arabic. You're like in it. Yeah, so. that's a good point. Which Vibov is coming over this weekend. So we're discussing that possibility as well. 
I have a question about the player we could get to our team. Can I ask yeah. for players back to our team? Is yeah, that, is that an yeah, option? The, the rules are Because in that yeah. case, Gigi, come on, man. Come <laughs> on, man. Come on back home. Just come on back home. You don't need to be out there in these streets. You're better than that. We treat you better here. You he were born here. Been a legend at AC Milan. A legend. Like it just—it no. really. I yeah, and it was like he cried when like the ultras talked to him. I'm like, come on, man, just side. You're like 22 <laughs> years old, 22 eight eight mil a year. Come on, man. How much more you want? <laughs> you want Champions League? We're going to the Champions League. <laughs> like, come on. Oh man, I'm sorry. That guy really made me sad. <laughs> God. That made me upset. And he's going to PSG. I mean, PSG is basically Bayern. There's no one else. Yeah. Like, there's no competition. This is why yeah. I don't watch the league. There's like nothing. And they still lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, I was just gonna say they still blew it. <laughs> yeah, they still did. They still did. Oh man! Although his deals with like fifty million or something like that, I'm like, yo, bro. I mean, I get it, get your money, but you ain't gonna be a legend there. <laughs> so winning we're talking a league, winning in life. You know, mm-hmm. I can understand. No, it's okay. <laughs> He'll go there, and then Mauro Icardi will come back. Oh, that's what it is. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I... don't understand like how he could literally be growing underneath like Paolo Maldini running the whole operations there. I mean, see the love that that man gets and be like, I don't want that. I want the money. And it's like, yo, you could literally own this city. Like, you could eat for free anywhere you go. What do you need the money for? (laughs) Good points. So we were talking about uh, Gigi going to PSG. What are you looking forward to next season? Lisa, also. Next season? Well... Hell, I hope my team pulls it back together for once. Mm. Just because that's team of the heart. But what are I your will... expectations for next season? Well, I know you won't like this answer, but okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm very excited that Mu is in Roma, actually. Yes. Yeah. Because I think the team has great potential. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not their previous coach, Fonseca. The other one, I think Francesco the Zubel something. I think he brought the team down a lot, which I was not happy about. And I think they were still doing okay prior to that. So I am expecting Roma to come back. And then I love to see some more action from Napoli. I mean, I'm always rooting for them deep down. And mm-hmm. I love to see what this uh, Venetian team does as well. I think mm. will be very exciting. So that's my expectation. And I will say, don't want to say this, but really congratulations to Milan and Inter because it was so much fun this season. Mm-hmm. So much fun. I was like, <laughs> what you. is going on? Everyone checked the standings. Like, every other day and be like, Jesus, like, we just keep getting lower. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Like, we're number one last year. Number one for years. Years. Okay, okay. All of you guys love to make this correction, but, you know. It's not a correction. It's a single fact. <laughs> the decade was owned truth. by you it's guys. <laughs> yes, we did own it for a bit. Uh, Nick, what are you looking forward to next year? What is your expectation? I think I think Lisa made a bunch of good points. I think I copy-paste a lot of that. I think Mourinho to Roma... I like she said. I know you don't like that. You know, let's I buy I'm some little, jerseys, guys. Let's buy let's, some let's, jerseys. We're, we're all gonna jump on the Roma bandwagon. I don't mind him now that happen. he's no longer the manager of my football team. Like I don't mind him anymore. I understand his appeal a hundred percent. What's gonna happen to Roma? I I can see its future like just clear as a whistle. I just don't care because he's as long as he just doesn't talk about my team. As long as no, honestly, no one should just talk about Tottenham Hotspur. They should just <laughs> ban it from Twitter like how they banned them. <laughs> Once, once they do that, I'll finally have some, like, peace and salvation for at least seven days. That's all I need, right? Anyway, please continue. You were no, saying. no, no. But to, uh, to throw in some different things just to mix it up, I think Atalanta has been showing that they're very legit for the last year or two. I think they deserve to, uh, 
you know, to be competing and to be towards the top. So I'd like to see what they do next year. I think it could be impressive. And I think in general for the, you know, for the top four Serie A teams, I, I want them to compete in the Champions League more uh, this coming year. I feel uh, this past year, they, I mean, I guess Juventus made it, made it the furthest of the mm-hmm. Italian teams, but I feel they deserve to be in the mix. Now, if I'm being honest, how much do I really think they are? Because I think a lot of the teams are going to be doing a bit of rebuilding. I think Juventus needs to, I think Inter will because of the money. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the Milan team is still quite young besides Zlatan. So uh, maybe it's early for a big Champions League showing, but my hope is, you know, there's some, there's something there and we'll see something exciting. Okay. Nice. Baba? Yeah. The, I think everything has been said has been spot on. I think yet yeah, the, I don't want to reiterate the Mourinho point, but like Roma, <laughs> I Roma being it. good, dude. I think I, I really feel like he could, He's gonna be a real positive influence in that club, which I think that's always it's always entertaining with Roma a good competitive team. Um, like, yeah, Atlanta really I think they have a genuine shot next year to win the like win the, the whole league. Really, like they are they are a fast, young, strong team. Like they they don't mess around, and they, every time they play, like I said, like they play hard. Everyone has a hard time with them, so I, I think they have a genuine shot of, of winning the whole league. Um, in terms of what I expect from Milan, <laughs> I always tell you this, like, I genuinely don't know because we could either be good or we could be the worst team. Like, I just look at the team. Like, we, I think we're, I think we lost Chattanolu. We lost Gigi. And like, I, I mean, I love Zlatan, but he is, he's getting up there, man. He's like, what, 39 now? Or like, it's, yeah. Yeah. he can only keep doing it for so long. And so it's like, if we could just keep development coming with the, the young players, key. I know we got Tamori officially signed over from Chelsea. I think another player we're trying to target mm-hmm. from them. So I, I think we're starting to shore up some of the, the, the back end of our team, which is good. So I like to see growth and like competitive nature there, which I think that was the biggest thing I liked about Stockton coming in because he changed the mindset of the team. I think the team got too used to being losers. I think they got used to the fact that we're just mm. this good. We're not going to be much better. And Zlatan came in day one was like, I don't give a shit what you guys did before I was here. When I was here last, we won the whole thing. So we're going to play like that. Mm. And I think that really, the legend of Zlatan really impacted a lot of those young players. So I hope like they actually live up to that and keep playing hard. Well, I think there's something, and this was a great segue into what the last discussion point uh, which was uh, Italy's chances as a national team at the Euros. Now talking about some of the younger players, the Milan center half, uh, Romagnoli, the captain, he was not selected, as I understand, for the Italian squad at the Euros. Now, some people, some players will have that mentality. They're like, oh, well, if I'm not getting selected for my national team playing at this club, and there's talks that he's going to maybe going to go to Barcelona or something like that. But there are talks about it. But I think having a player like Zlatan to come in and like light that fire to be like, no, you want to win for this club before you think about anything else. That could be something that's productive towards building Milan towards where you want it to be for these expectations. And so talking about this on another level, what do you guys believe? And we'll ask the person who is Italian uh, herself. Uh, how do you feel about Italy's uh, chances at the Euros? So I think the players that they picked are good. And I wanted to mention too about injuries. No yeah. one has gotten the shit beating shit beat out of them as Giorgio Chiellini has. He's always wearing bandages <laughs> on the field. I mean, this guy is like bleeding constantly. His nose has like morphed throughout the years, I swear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his entire face just molds to everything. Yeah, it's like, face. I'm like, man, this guy's still here. Like, is he okay? <laughs> so. <laughs> Just like reading off, um, let's see, I mean, there is Bonucci and Chiellini, which are from Juventus. I mean, they're getting up there. So I always think they could have picked someone younger. Um, Alessandro Florenzi is in PSG. I mm-hmm. like him a lot. Great really player. Really like him. Barella and Cristante are amazing. Giorginio from Chelsea to Pellegrini from Roma. Then we got our shining star from PSG, Marco Verratti who's always getting into fights in the French League. And then there's Bernardeschi, Insigne, 
person that I would like to big mention is um, Ciro Immobile, captain of Lazio. Guy is fucking amazing. I, he's just, like, Lazio has improved as a team as well. I mean, I think the coaching helped a lot. I think mm-hmm. Ciro's got it, but this guy deserves the boot. He deserves to be recognized. I mean, he's up there with, like, the big people. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I strayed away. <laughs> Love it. As far yeah, as I agree, chances, I <laughs> thank you guys. As far as chances, I'm not sure how well we will do. I did see that we won a uh, 4-0 against uh, Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it's not always about, you know, um, tacticality and also sort of the lineup. But I think it's the big thing is too is feeling. Mm-hmm. I rewatched recently um, the 2006 World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I'm just watching like Gattuso and uh, Pirlo playing together. And I'm like, mm-hmm. just the way that they're in sync, you know? I mean, yeah. it's, it's a crazy feeling. And I could see that on the field. And with these young players, I can't say per se 100% oh, like they're in sync and they're together. So I need to see more how this works. But I do think that Chiro Immobile and Insigne together are very, very good. And I do like the way that um, Bernardeschi plays a lot. I think oh, it reels in the team. So, I mean, there's a lot of good names. Again, there's a lot of good talent, but we'll see. That's I don't want to be too hopeful. No, no, I, I understand. I understand completely. And that's the thing with Jorginho, because playing at Chelsea, I know that he has Mason Mount next to him. I know that sometimes mm-hmm. he'll have Kante there as well. When it comes to semifinals, when it comes to finals, the better midfield, in my opinion, wins because you're... Your be- the best attack, the best defenders, they'll cancel each other out, right? And normally it's like midfielders who will score those crucial goals or make those crucial shot stops in order to prevent that. It's like always 1-0, 2-1, really tight margins. I don't know how Jorginho will be playing next to someone who he hasn't played with in a while. I just don't know what he's like like that. And I don't watch too much Chelsea, admittedly. Nick, I know you do. How do you think he'll work in that structure? And what do you think of Italy's chances at Euro 2021. I'm not going to call it Euro 2020. That's fucking bullshit, in my opinion. <laughs> happy to, for the purposes of this, happy to digress. No, no, no. I think, look, overall, the overall question of how Italy will do, I, I think when you talk about some of the big powerhouses of, you know, European soccer, mm-hmm. Italy, Germany, Spain, I mean, I don't think you can count any of these out. But that being yeah. said, I look at the roster of the French team, and as mm-hmm. much as I hate to say this, I see, I mean, I even pulled it up. I see Benzema, I see Mbappe, I see Kante, I see Pogba, I see Loris. I mean, this is like fucking who's two of soccer right now. This, and it's hard. This is the Monstars like, version. This is, yeah, this is like fucked up. I mean, <laughs> someone should nerf, release a patch for the tournament, nerf this team. Then we can talk about, you know. Yeah. Uh, Wait, but is I, Griezmann going? Yeah, yeah, is he's Griezmann? there as well. Greece yeah okay it's Drew like over there. already yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like, like listen to these people and everyone's like yeah okay bye it's tough i mean it's really you know i i have a hard time seeing any other country truly <laughs> competing i mean anything can happen don't sure. i mean that's why we watch soccer right but mm-hmm. overall i i just see france being the powerhouse and the rest are going to be who's going to be number two mm. baba agree yeah, I think it's it's hard to beat France. France is they're stacked. They're definitely stacked. I think Italy's got. I think they're, they're definitely a dark horse, though. I think mm. people are like forget the kind of like the, the good balance of veterans with super talented youngsters that we have. I'm gonna say like we am not Italian, but it's like you know. What I mean? No, I mean you know, Syria. We're repping Italian. Italy. We're repping it today. Yeah, we're repping Italy. Okay, but um. I think I think we de- we definitely have a shot out there. I mean, with with this, this score striking ability of you know Immobile and Signia, they can they can score with the best of them. You have the talented and veteran defense, mm-hmm. and then you have a stacked midfield yep. where it's just like every one of those guys can play, and mm-hmm. they play at a high level. And I think, like you said, with the, with the close margins, having that depth at midfield where everyone can play really well, and you know Verratti is going to bring. Uh, a sense of grit, the squad. I think that's 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 an important factor here. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they won the whole thing, but I think France would have to stumble in order for that. To happen. They'd have to seriously mess up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I like that. Well, thank you all for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. I hope you all enjoyed. How did you all feel about it? Sorry thank about you, Tejas. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, thanks it's been for great. Having me. As soon as like I remember Lisa when we met in Pittsburgh, right? And you were like, so Aunt tells me, and I was like, oh, okay, what is Aunt said? Because Aunt could say like a million things, <laughs> and they all are true. Like ninety nine point nine percent of them are true. Mm. And then we were able to talk football, and I know with Bible since knowing him from college as well, being able to, we would go underage to bars to watch like uh, <laughs> to watch Champions League and Europa League and everything in new york so yeah it was just it was nice to be able to do this bro i still remember before the world in the world cup qualifying when it was sweden and portugal in the second leg and i think it was 2013 it was like either like late 2013 i think it was just the qualifying wrap and it was just like is latin gonna be able to carry this team we were at gonzalez and gonzalez and watching that game and it was just like in the second half of the game Zlatan just was leading the charge, and he got a hat trick like the second half of the game. It was like, holy shit! Nancy might beat Portugal. Takes what he did, and then Ronaldo just had this crazy through ball, and he took it in. I was like, oh, that was the most exciting soccer game I think I've ever watched in my life. It was just just watching Zlatan be like, oh my god, this man's actually just gonna lead Sweden to the World Cup here, and it, it fell apart with Ronaldo, and then he goes to Juve and breaks my heart again. Classic. 